Every story has a beginning. It sets the scene, establishes the story's world and the characters in it, and the relationships between them. And this is not only the case for the worlds we imagine, but also for the stories we tell about ourselves. While the specifics may differ, wherever we travel in the world, we can hear the story of the people's beginnings. And just as the beginnings of novels establish their characters, our creation myths provide fundamental details of who we are, our relationships to each other, and our relationship to the cosmos. Through learning about our origins, we can hope to better understand our own purpose in the world. One of the best preserved creation stories is the Popol Vuh, meaning the Book of the People, a Mayan text which straddles the line between mythology and history, telling the story of the people from the creation of the universe up to the arrival of the first Spanish explorers. This story of the creation, or rather series of creations as we'll see, is unique, for the gods have many failures in it. However, with the final creation of our human ancestors, these failures come to serve a purpose, demonstrating the importance of a meaningful life dedicated to something higher than ourselves. My name is Sean. Welcome to Mythos and Logos. In the beginning of the legend, there's nothing but an endless sea. No word has been spoken yet. There is no life, no land, not even waves, but only endless water and the gods above it. The god named Huracan, known as Heart of Sky, speaks with other deities. The language of the Popohuf is not entirely clear as to how many other deities they are, but lists them in pairs, each female and male. Framer and Shaper, she who has borne children and he who has begotten sons, Heart of Lake and Heart of Sea creator of the green earth and creator of the blue sky, mother and father, giver of breath and giver of heart, referred to as the midwife and the patriarch. Now, some say that these names are the many titles of two unique gods, one female, one male, the midwife and the patriarch, while others view the names as those of a group of gods, acting together in two groups, female and male, midwife and patriarch. Now, in either case, Huracan, the heart of sky, speaks to the midwife and the patriarch, assigning them a special task. The gods bring their thoughts and their words together and make a plan to create life. This is the account of when all is still silent and placid. All is silent 
and calm. Hushed and empty is the womb of the sky. These then are the first words, the first speech, merely the God's word brought about the creation of the earth. Just like a cloud, like a mist was the creation and formation of it. First the earth was created, the waters were divided, revealing the great mountains. Beautiful as they are, mountains and valleys, forests and rivers, are not the end goal of creation. The gods wish for a creation that could know them, speak to them in thanks and praise for life. With this in mind, their plan moves forward. Just as the earth was spoken into existence with a single word, the gods speak, and all the diverse animal life is brought into existence. With another word, the gods command the animals to speak. For the first time, though, the words of the gods don't work. The animals only squawk and chatter in response, and the disappointed gods then decide that they must create something better, and leave the animals to be servants for the next creation. Despite the disappointment in their first draft, the midwife and the patriarch attempt another creation. They shape a human-like figure out of mud, but when they tell it to speak, its words are incomprehensible, and lacking any substance, it simply melts in the rain and returns to the earth. The gods' next attempt is with a sturdier material, as they gather wood and carve it into human-shaped dolls. With their mighty words, the midwife and the patriarch hope that these creations may turn out well, learn to speak of the gods, and multiply to cover the earth. They begin to move, but though they have the shape of humans, the hearts and minds of these doll people turn out to be as lifeless as the dead wood which they were carved from. They lack personality, having no faces, only able to wear wooden masks. These people lack purpose, having no minds, unable to remember their creators. And while the wood people do multiply and cover the earth, they wander it meaninglessly and revert to crawling on all fours, no higher or more dignified than the animals which were already there. Heart of Sky determines that these wooden dolls must be destroyed to make room for another attempt at creation. And so he commands a great flood. A dark storm rains down upon the earth day and night, no surprise from a god named Huracan, which sounds quite similar to Hurricane now that you think about it, doesn't it? The creatures that were misused by these wood people come in turn to turn on them. As the rain falls, the dogs which were neglected, beaten and eaten by the wood people, turn and eat them. Remember that next time your dog goes to fetch a stick. 
the grinding stones which the wood people used and never gave thanks for turn and grind them down. The pots and pans which were mindlessly kept over fire to burn turn and use the wood people to fuel fires of their own. Faced by both judgment from above and revolution from below, the wood people meet their end. Coincidentally, it is only after the flood that the first monkeys appear in the jungles of Central America. Some say that the monkeys are the descendants of those wood people who did escape to the treetops. Others say that they were created as a reminder to future humans, creatures which look nearly human but cannot speak and lack the human spirit, a caution against leading a mindless life. Some time passes before the next creation attempt. In the meantime, two hero twins defeat the forces of the underworld in a series of tricks and contests that deserve an episode of their own, so we'll save them for a later one. But when the dust settles, Huracan, the Heart of Sky, consults with the midwife and the patriarch. The earth still needs a provider, a child of light to tend and sustain it. So they decide to take one last try at creation. Now this time, the gods do not choose unstable mud or lifeless wood for their creation. Instead, they choose something that is both strong and alive, shaping maize into flesh, circulating water throughout that flesh as blood. This creation, life shaped from life, can walk upright, reach out to touch the world with its hands, and can most importantly speak to the gods. The midwife and the patriarch address their new creation. The framer and the shaper asked the humans, What is the nature of your existence? Do you know it? Behold that which is beneath the sky. Thus their vision of everything beneath the sky was completed, and they gave thanks to the framer and the shaper. Truly we thank you, doubly, triply, that we were created. We are able to speak and listen. We have learned that which is far and near, all that exists in the sky and on the earth. Finally, having accomplished their goal, the gods are frightened by their own success. The human's eyes are able to see all things at once. Their minds know all things fully. The gods, seeing their massive potential, fears that the humans will one day come to praise themselves above all else. Rather than send another flood, though, the gods recognize the good in these creations, and choose instead only to limit them. This is why some things are left as mysteries to humanity, so that we can remain humble and in awe of the cosmos.
now confident in their creation, four women are shaped to match the four men, so that humanity may multiply across the earth. It is said that these four pairs give birth not only to the Maya, but to all people. The Popolwu, however, follows the Maya line. The story carries forward from the beginning of time all the way through the arrival of the Spanish in Mexico. While our modern history books have taken over that duty since, the Popol Vuh is still widely studied today in Central America and beyond, including among the Maya, who are very much still living today. Despite centuries of change, the book shows us all the value of remembering our origins, both mythological and historical. This is seen in the writing of the scholar Alan Christensen, sharing the words of an elderly Quiche Maya man from Guatemala upon hearing the Popovuch. These are the words of my ancient fathers. Do you know what you have done for them? You make them live again by speaking their words. The Maya creation story in the Popol Vuh tells of the importance of remembering one's history and purpose. It presents a world created with a purpose and a vision of humanity designed to fulfill that purpose. It is through this history that Mayan mythology communicates how we are to go about living a purposeful life. That is, remembering the failures of those who have come before us, like the spineless melted mud man or the rigid lifeless wooden dolls, are just as important as the glories which more often feature in history. The Popol Vuh carries the message of remembering. Remembering our purpose and communicating with something higher than us allows us to live a meaningful life. Remembering our history allows us to learn from both the successes and the failures of the past. And remembering what makes us unique, that is, our ability to speak communicate back and forth with something greater than ourselves, helps us to use that knowledge of the past with purpose for a better, more fulfilling life. Thank you for joining in this story of the creation and flood from the Maya, specifically the Quiche Maya from Guatemala as it goes in the Popol Vuh. The Popol Vuh is actually a fascinating uh, document, not just for what's in it, but for its story. It was a primarily oral tradition, if not only, as no ancient writings have yet been found with it, though a lot of exploration is still going on. Um, and it was only saved by a Spanish priest who had heard the story from one of his parishioners, and had decided to write it down and copy it for future understanding 
um, believing that even though he didn't believe in the traditional Mayan mythology, that understanding it and understanding his parishioners was certainly worthwhile. Um, I really find it moving how many stories stay, um, not necessarily because people follow every detail, but because regardless of if you do or don't, understanding the stories that we tell, especially the ones about ourselves, um, help us to understand each other. So I really hope that all good comes from this, that we may continue to share stories, that you'll share your own. Thank you very much for listening, and I wish you all the best. See you next time.